Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Gorilla Monsoon's Neck Brace. And I am hoping to have a nice day. Welcome to episode 188, WWF Monday Night Raw. Raw! Uh, it's not war yet. No. Not, not yet. So this was the 146th episode of Raw produced by WWF. It would take place on January 22nd, 1996 from the Stockton Memorial Civic Auditorium in Stockton, California, but would air on February 5th, 96, with an attendance of 2,904 people and a TV rating of 2.7. Gotta love those pre-recorded weeks ahead of time. Yeah, at this point, I think that it, they were filming like three at a time. Yes. And this is the day after the last pay-per-view. Yes. So, like, we've literally watched... So much Stockton, one episode, California. We watched the, the live episode right after Rumble, mm-hmm. then we missed a week, and now we're watching another one. So it's like, we're just killing it on these TV episodes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that those Raw tapings back in the day could have been fun, because the way that Raw was arranged was kind of nice to be like oh maybe a, uh, some you know couple like a squash match a you know maybe a moderately competitive tag match and then sometimes you get uh, lucky yep uh, sometimes like you know Bret Hart shows up exactly or maybe you get this show where <laughs> a lot of stuff happens a lot of stuff happens yeah the uh, the Raws back in the day were were great when they would record a few at a time because I went to a couple of those and I mean it turned into a, a five or six hour wrestling event which you know it got to be a little bit tiring but the shows themselves were shorter so you had more opportunities to get excited and you'd have a dark match in between the recordings so you know at one point I got to see a future Wrestlemania match as a dark match oh, you know, as, nice. as a practice one for them with yeah, kind of like how Taker and Sid Kind of like how, yeah, kind of like yeah. How house shows some sometimes they'd have it's like oh well we're gonna we're working this feud so we're kind of this is our our practicing for the pay per view coming up. Yep. But we are back in California. That we are. So Shane, what did you bring us this week? Well, I did what I do in this culinary beverage whatever trip around the globe. I looked up well. I guess I should start with, we've been in California frequently here in this, this same area, and I've used a both of their sandwiches, and I decided it was time for a cocktail. So I know I've already brought the official cocktail of California. A while ago. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like mimosas or something, was but it might be shot? wrong. Definitely wasn't the bull <laughs> No, it was not the bull shot. But I decided to do what I've done in the past where I do something that's associated with one of the wrestlers on the show. I looked up if there was something called a Big Daddy Cool, and there was something called a Daddy Cool, but it required... It big, so it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't big, and if I had to make it big, then I didn't have enough time to, because apparently it called for, like, cocoa nibs to be soaked in alcohol for a couple of days. Oh, wow. Seems a little, a little much. A little too much for a Monday Night Raw. So I looked around and I discovered that there is a cocktail called the British Bulldog. And one of my very first drinks, I shouldn't even say one of the very first drink I had was a Colorado Bulldog. So I already knew I was most likely going to like it. But it has an ingredient in there that I'm sometimes okay with, but I don't know if I'm as okay with it in this. The British Bulldog cocktail is an ounce of vodka, an ounce of Kahlua, an ounce of butter shots or a butterscotch liqueur. And then a bunch of cream. And it's very sweet. I mean, I'm a a coffee fiend, so it doesn't have enough coffee flavor for me. I think the butterscotch overpowers the the coffee way too much. You could use like a shot of of espresso or something. Yes. 
Throw in a shot of espresso, a scoop of instant coffee, uh, or just thing I ever want to drink to coffee. throw some coffee ice cream in there and throw it all in a blender. It's not terrible, but it's not my favorite. It's uh, not. It's not as good as a white Russian use, no. or a Colorado Bowl. No, I could use this for uh, the liquid in a milkshake. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Matt, do you know what a Colorado Bulldog is? I have absolutely no clue. It's delicious. It's a white Russian with a splash of Coca-Cola. Yep. And somehow it sounds disgusting because you're like mixing Coca-Cola and milk, but it's good. I've had worse but things. But it's, great. but it's not bad. I always have a weird time. It's like, I'm not going to get drunk off milk. But, yeah. uh, you know, every once in a while, you have a, a white Russian, it's good. Yeah, Sam, that asshole on St. Patrick's Day that used to go around and bug them for green Russians because I didn't want green beer. Oh, yeah. Like you got the stuff to make the beer green, make my drink green, and they would. Interesting. But yeah, I mean they've got everyone's. Yeah, on that day, if you're a bartender, everybody's got like at least one green food color in their pocket. Yep. Hell, I may carry it around with me at times just because some places didn't have it. So you're a trooper. That's right. I want what I want, and if you can't make it for me, then I'll help you. Well, something that would happen right around the same time as this Raw airing, Broken Arrow would be released to theaters a few days later, being the number one movie for the next couple of weeks. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I always, what's, I always get it mixed up with... Um, Face Off? Or... No, the other one. The, uh, uh, Con Air. Con Air. And I don't think I've ever the one seen Broken doesn't Arrow. doesn't have John Travolta? Because uh, I've just got him like, mixed up in Con Air, I feel like, because... Had the, it's been celebrated more since yeah, it's come out though. than like Broken Arrow as Broken Arrow seems more of a deep cut at this point. But I do remember it being a big movie. Who's in Broken Arrow? Christian Slater Love and him. John Travolta. John Travolta. Uh, it does involve like an airplane, right? Yes. yes. Okay, that's why I get confused. Christian that's Slater. Uh, <laughs> Just making sure. Christian Slater's <laughs> flying a stealth bomber of sorts. It's like it's been a while since I've seen the movie as well, but I don't think anybody's seen it since Travolta plays, Travolta plays the bad guy and shoots it down out of the sky, and yep. and then basically have to Slater has to protect the plane and save the day. Blah blah blah. The crazy thing is Travolta actually when he auditioned he wanted to be the good guy. <laughs> of course he did. I mean that's the role he initially went out for, which. I'm just like, you would have had to have someone... Oh, it's a John Woo movie. That yes, makes sense. it is a John Woo movie. How many doves? Can we get a dove count? <laughs> I don't know if there was any doves in this one. <laughs> know, I'm, I'm sure kidding. probably when he was coming down in the parachute. Unless <laughs> we got uh, the cast. I don't remember. Samantha Mathis. Delroy Lindo. Frank Whaley. Oh, Howie Long. Oh yeah, how long? Oh yeah, so broken film career. Broken Arrow is kind of the like uh, the beginning of the universe. I guess not the because there's Hard World and Hard Target, but Broken Arrow and then Face Off is huge, and then from that he gets Mission Impossible Two, which might be the least good Mission Impossible movie, but no shade. You gave us Face Off, it's fine. Oh woo! But it's also the guy who wrote the movie is uh, wrote Speed. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, unfortunately, Hard Rain. But uh, one of my favorite shows, a couple TV shows that he was involved with, Band of Brothers. He mm. helped write it and Justified. Oh, I've heard is, good which is a favorite of mine. Like I got to look back through more of his. And then a new one, an underrated TV show, which was his one that he did after Justified, called Sneaky Pete, on Amazon, which people should definitely check out. I've heard. Good things about Sneaky Pete. I still have never actually watched it. Broken Oh, Arrow. he also wrote 13 episodes of Hey Dude. <laughs> yes, that was his first drama. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he's been... Oh, Hey Dude. He's been working for a long time. Oh, yeah. In the, in Mission the to Mars. A whole bunch of them. That's cool. Uncredited co-writing for Planet of the Apes 2001. But don't count on a pilot and a park ranger spoiling their plans. Is, what is a hard rain? Is it Keanu Reeves' action film? Oh, no. Well, no, Slater. It's also Slater. Yeah, so I was thinking it had Christian Slater in that one, too. Slater I, and Freeman? 
Morgan Freeman, yeah. Was it Keanu? No, okay. it's like a rain coming down and a jailbreak and or something like that. I can't remember the full everything. I watched it. It was one of those things where I was working at Blockbuster at the time when it came out on video. So it was one of those I got to take home for free Maybe before it came out. The uh, Hard Rain sounds like a stand-up bit of somebody like describing a movie. <laughs> and it's like, what, what do we call it? Oh, I don't know. Hard Rain. <laughs> what was that movie? Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy... Oh, Chubby Rain. You're thinking of um, uh, a movie we bring up a lot, (laughs) and now I can't think of what it's called. Um, Son of a bitch. (laughs) Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Thank you. One of of my favorites. Chain Reaction. That was the Ah, Hard Rain Chain Reaction. That's right. Just bad names of movies. They came Uh, out around the same time. Yeah, those are. It's one of those things where it's like somebody's like, oh, it's a good band name. It's like, I don't know if it's a good band name. But it's a good song name, and that's kind of how Hard Rain and Chain Reaction are. It's like, eh, it's better, better song titles. Chubby Rain. <laughs> oh, Bowfinger. Although I'm pretty sure there Way is uh, an, an old hardcore band called Chain Reaction. But that sounds, that's a pretty decent band name. Hard Rain, not so much. Great Chain song mail. title. Chainmail. That'll be my I, uh, band name. Here you go. Oh, I don't have a copy of it. I uh, gave my friend a premise to, for a comic book, and I was like, here, you can do whatever you want with it, but here's the premise, and the premise was calling it Chained Male, and it was just a guy trying to save the princess, but at the end, the princess isn't a princess, it's uh, his uh, boyfriend, and it ends on a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, ca- I can't draw, but I have this idea for a comic book, and if you want it, you can have it. I like where you're going with that. Yeah, so Chained Male is famous. Maybe one of my best ideas, <laughs> but I didn't even finish it. I just gave it to somebody that's more creative than I am. Well, let's head to Stockton, California. Let's do it. And talk some raw. Vince McMahon welcomes us to the show, being joined by Jerry the King Lawler for commentary. And they hype up the matches on this show. We go to our, straight to our first match. Yeah, no, uh, no pomp and circumstance here. This is raw. we got to get it done in an hour. That's right. We got the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, and Yoko Zuna ver- with Jim Cornette versus Two Dudes with Attitudes of Shawn Michaels and Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Last time we saw these guys fighting each other, it was three belts on the line. Mm-hmm. And it's more like one guy with the attitude of two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Vince sends us to some footage from... Last week's Raw, where we see Yoko accidentally drop a leg drop on the Bulldog as Big Daddy Cool would move out of the way. Oh no, that obviously means there's tension within the ranks. Later on that Raw, Yoko would face the Heartbreak Kid when Owen Hart would run in and deliver a spinning heel kick to Zuna accidentally, allowing Sean to get a win after a sweet chin music. Uh Feels like Owen's been gone for a while, right? He's there, he's just... Yeah, just not not being pushed at the moment. Yeah. He's enjoying being a, a new dad or something. Yeah, working some, getting some house show money. Yeah. Back to live action with Michaels and Davy Boy starting us off with poses to the crowd that the Heartbreak Kid wins the crowd reaction. Imagine which, that, as he should. Bulldog hits a shoulder block that sends Sean out to the floor, but once he returns, Michaels blocks a hip toss and pokes Davy Boy in the eyes. Bulldog looks to retaliate with a press slam, only for another rake of the eyes and a clothesline that send Davy Boy out to the floor. Yokozuna attacks from behind, throwing the heartbreak kid, only for Diesel to catch him and then toss him right back onto Yoko to knock him down. Zuna is then punched out to the floor by Big Daddy Cool, so everyone regroups, and now the legal men are Diesel and Yokozuna where the two men shove each other. But Diesel gets the upper hand with right hands and a clothesline, only to be dumped with a Samoan drop, followed by a missed elbow drop. Sean then comes back in to be sent to the ropes, where the Bulldog pulls them down, causing Michaels to crash out to the floor. Davy Boy keeps up the attack by sending the Heartbreak Kid into the still steps and apron before rolling him back in for a double-team headbutt. Bulldog hits a delayed vertical suplex, followed by Yoko chokes in the corner, which causes Big Daddy Cool to come running around ringside, only to be stopped by the ref 
as we head to commercial. We come back to Zuna laying it in with right hands to Sean before locking on a nerve hold. My favorite. The nerve of this guy. Right. Davy Boy returns to hammer away on Michaels before Camp Cornette double team headbutts the Heartbreak Kid once more. Yokozuna body slams Sean. He goes for a second rope splash, only for Michaels to avoid and crawl his way to the corner for the hot tag. Diesel with right hands to Yoko, big boot to Bulldog, body guillotine, and a big boot to Zuna before tagging HBK back in to leap off Big Daddy Cool's shoulders with a splash. Makes the cover, only for Davy Boy to break it up with an accidental leg drop to Yokozuna. Here we go again. I mean, this is tag team wrestling. Bulldog is then clotheslined over the ropes by Diesel, while Sean nails sweet chin music to Yoko to send him out to the floor. Owen Hart then comes running down to help Davy Boy try and get Zuna up because he's 650 pounds and laying on the floor. Uh-huh. It's going to take him a little bit by himself. And it ends up taking longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> so Yokozuna is counted out. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Post-match, Cornette starts yelling at Yoko. Only for Zuna to just flip out and start to hammer away on Corny. After his, he, was, he was taking it until you got until you poked his chest. You can't put your hands on the man. Owen and Bulldog try to make the save, only for Yokozuna to fight them off to stand tall in the ring. Vince McMahon says that uh, he is Cornette is verbally raping Yoko, and I'm like, holy shit! You uh, like, yeah, you definitely uh, shouldn't have said that then, and you wouldn't be saying that. Yeah, now. doesn't really. Uh... Hold up that well over time. A <laughs> couple, couple of things from this show might come back to bite you a little bit. Uh, but I was like, God damn. Um, just that word being thrown around on like 7 o'clock on, on, in, on TV so flippantly. But, I mean, nice match with the right finish for a TV episode. Uh, you know, Corny had some input on the way this tag match went. <laughs> As it was classic and uh, sensical. And uh, the hot tag was hot. A mysterious voice begins to narrate a video. It seems things are beginning to change around here. Getting a little out of control. Maybe I finally found a home. A hardcore home. And now I can have a nice day. I mean, I was like, ah, we're doing this? And the, like, the camera just like from behind him essentially... Like all the, it's like heavily affected video, but yeah. If you don't know, you can't tell who it is. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't know, but if uh, I mean, if the, you, yeah, I guess yeah. if you have no clue who he is, but if you if you were not watching they, WCW a few years, once ago. the voice comes through and then they zoom in on the ear, it's a yeah. little more clear. Yeah, but like it, like I remember when they did the Y two uh, J thing mm-hmm. uh, as a kid in like. What like ninety nine or whatever? Uh, I had not been watching WCW. I was you know somebody that got indoctrinated to the Attitude Era, basically like kind of at it's like fever pitch, essentially after it kind of won the war. Uh, and I they teased that, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And then when Chris Jericho came out, I was like, that's the first time I saw Chris Jericho. I had no idea, and I was like, oh, well, obviously this is a this guy's a big deal. So, like, it make, would make sense that uh, there's probably plenty of people that don't know who this is. Yeah. But uh, we've been watching everything. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at this podcast and feed, we some. definitely know who this guy is. But we then go to our second match. Hakushi versus 1-2-3 Kid with the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. And did you know that 1-2-3 Kid uh, is going to have a crybaby match coming up? He's carrying around a baby bottle. Yep. Diapers. That's what yeah. men do. Also, did you know that Hakushi is so cool? How cool is he? I just look I at the guy. We were no, there's, to no, joke. there's no joke. Yeah, he's yeah, he, <laughs> he's so cool he doesn't even have to say anything and he'll get cheered because look at him. Yep. He's covered in tattoos and he does a handspring back elbow. 
he just looks awesome, and I feel like oh, angelic and everything. It's such a missed opportunity. This guy could have uh, definitely hung out in this company for a long time. Oh yeah, my nephew had shot me a, a text a while back, and that's one of the things because he's been rewatching. I think he's rewatching like all of Raw, like all of Raw. And, Old man. <laughs> and yeah, he shot me a message about how it. Uh, it's really sad that Hakushi didn't get more bigger. Love. Yeah, more love, more screen time, more storylines, more everything. But because yeah. I mean, he just shows up, him, and the crowd is behind him yeah. immediately. As I told him, you know, the the Vince and WWF at that time weren't ready for Japanese influences. I mean, they they were starting to, but they just hadn't quite. Have they ever really understood what to do with no. foreign wrestlers? No, because that, that was another thing. English? Was no, yeah. They, they decided he... to buy into it, and then once they bought into it, they still didn't know how to do it right, because that's how we ended up with Taka and Funaki. And... I mean, I think Asuka is probably the, <sighs> the, biggest. Most, the biggest name, yeah. or the, the biggest Japanese-born wrestler that's ever been in WWE. Outside of, like, Nakamura, bef- like, up in... I mean, Nakamura from NXT. Yokozuna. Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, count. yeah but uh, Nakamura up until... That like one WrestleMania match with him and AJ that was kind of meh, and then after that in, nothing happened. Nakamura was big in NXT. Yes, he's never really done anything in no. WWE proper. The biggest thing he did was the, the WrestleMania match, and I mean yeah. that's and the kind of the same for Oscar in a way. Yeah, they put the belt on her a few times, but it's been nothing compared to what she was when she was in NXT. Yeah, you can't you can't do the same thing though, and. I know, but they could at least do something to try and... I mean, I always find her interesting when she's on top, so... Yeah, I mean, if you just treat her as a badass like NXT did, then it's, like, obviously no problem. But as soon as she does, like, comedy, it just... Whether she see, wants to do it or not... I comedy is... better than almost anybody as well. <laughs> hey, she's got it all, what can we say? That's right. <laughs> the fact that her and, and Nakamura kind of had the same entrance for a while there where they both came down and just, like, Threw their arms dance. out to the side to the music. Yeah, they're both wild, you know, I want big the, personalities. I want the sad, murderous clown to show up and just take out everybody on Raw. That's the Oscar that I want. Yeah, I want her to just spin, spin kick everybody in the jaw. I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the all the masks and and all that and all the the scarves and whatnot. I want to. That's always been part of her. An Oscar reload, yeah. even back in Japan. That's been part of her game. Yeah, she's always had like the masks and the makeup and stuff. But you know, I, I, I want her less. I just uh, wanted to get some new gear. Less she comedic. Just looks the same. Give, yeah, she stayed looking the same. She literally had the same yeah. gear since Japan. I know. Well, I don't even need that. Then, I just, then that's the problem. I I needed. I need a fresh Oscar. I just want her to be a heel. That just not necessarily a heel, but just a badass. It comes out and it's like. Doesn't have to say anything at all. Just uh, looks intimidating and then kicks people. To I say. mean, if they're going to heat her up again, they need to definitely turn her heel. Cause... It's like back in the day when we wanted Rick Rude to get new tights, and then he got new tights, and they were badass. That's what I want. I want Oscar <laughs> to get some badass <laughs> new tights. You don't like the thong on the outside? Oh, she can still have the thong. <laughs> just give me a different thong. Okay. Mix it up. New color. Exactly. Well, back to our Akushi One Two Three Kid <laughs> mm-hmm. match. So the two are back and forth to begin until Akushi. Blocks a hip toss and super kicks the kid out to the floor to regroup. Back in the ring, Akushi continues with an uppercut and a kick to the knee to put one, two, three down, but the kid kips up for a standoff. Akushi hits a back kick, but a reversed whip allows one, two, three to toss Akushi over the ropes to the floor, following out with a somersault plancha. Back in the ring, the kid stays on the offensive with a series of kicks and a running drop kick as we go to commercial. We come back to see highlights of 1-2-3 hitting an Inseguri during the break, before rejoining the action where the kid delivers a snap suplex for a two count. 1-2-3 heads up top, leaping off with a splash, only to be met in mid-air with a drop kick from Akushi. The kid gets sent to a corner, allowing Akushi to connect with a handspring back elbow and a running forearm smash for a near fall. Beautiful. Akushi then hits an Inseguri to send 1-2-3 out to the floor, following out with a springboard pescado. Back in the ring, Akushi then comes off the top rope again with a shoulder block for a two count, 
but then misses a clothesline, allowing 1-2-3 to deliver a spinning heel kick for a near fall, which is then reversed into an Akushi cover for a two count. The kid is taken down by a Hurakarana for a near fall, followed by Hakushi heading up top, only to be crotched after 1-2-3 hits a drop kick. Kid then hits a double underhook overhead suplex off the top rope for the pin and, and the win. And this is great, and this is the kind of uh, things that you want to see on TV. I mean, of course, they weren't. We know they're not going to push Hakushi, but either one of these guys could have won and uh, got over with it. And right. people would have loved, loved Hakushi to they pin, would his, have. pin this butthole right now. But he's going to pay per view. Well, with a bottle in his hand. We know who is going to win. Michael, speaking of hands, would you like to hold mine for a moment? Not like that. <laughs> Matt has something to say. And this would be the oh, last time no. we see Akushi in a WWF ring. <laughs> well, he went out with a bang uh, in a great television match, right? Would you guys agree that was a great match? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Should have had more. Should've I know. We'll, more. I know we'll see him at least once in... Um, in ECW one time. I don't even know if we're going to cover that show. I think that might be the only other time we see him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm happy that we'll get to see him again. I don't know what the match is going to be like or if it'll be clear enough to where we can see him, but... Well, we'll have an old favorite Hayabushi, I believe, in that match as well, so... Okay. Yeah. But it's still in the ECW arena, so... (laughs) We never got a Hakushi versus Sean. I mean, we got him versus Brett, but... Oh, the things Hakushi could have done. And now (sighs) they probably just, like, went to war. Or something like that, and did like tag matches like in a pool with a alligator. <laughs> he never shows up in like a a Japan show, or definitely, he, but he works mostly all Japan. Okay, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, '90s all Japan was some of the best shit ever, and we just haven't covered it because we're cretins. I mean, it's hard enough to find the New Japan stuff that we cover. <laughs> good point. Yeah, yeah. good point. Vincent sends us two comments made earlier in the day where Jim Cornette and his lawyer, Clarence Mason, are there saying that the WWF hasn't made a judgment on their appeal of Vader's suspension. Mason continues with that they will sue if he is not reinstated. We then get highlights of Vader beating down President Gorilla Monsoon a couple of weeks earlier before going to Monsoon, who's recovering at home but says he will heal up and apologizes to the fans for his actions. Because he got into the ring, not as Presidential. the president, but as Gorilla Monsoon. Right. Uh, and when he talks about his injuries, he does it in the perfect, you know, Gorilla Monsoon way, where he's, like, talking about, like, his... <laughs> this Like, naming the vertebrae and talking about, <laughs> like, like, you know, cartilage tears and stuff. And the only way... The only, only Gorilla Monsoon can do it. I've always wanted to hear Gorilla Monsoon say 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> I don't know why, but it, I would, think be it good. would be amazing. Yeah, that, I mean that's what it sounds like anytime <laughs> he talks about an injury because like it feels like he read some correct terminology for like, injuries, but then he just like uses them willy nilly. And when he talked about the ones that he whatever he said here, I looked it up to see how correct it was, how correct it could be if considering the angle and he was on they were not they were not uh, like something that was completely un- like completely unrelated they were uh, very much in the same area where he was attacked Grillo would then continue by saying the decision to reinstate Vader is up to the board of directors Lawler then asks Monsoon about turning over the president's role <gasps> To Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, I totally forgot that happened. I yeah, I this is the first <laughs> time hearing this, and I got uh, pretty excited. I was like, "Oh man, that could be could be fun." Gorilla responds by saying he knows that Piper can be a loose cannon, but he believes that he is a good fit and will help the WWF. We then get an ad for the Slammy Awards 1996. Cast your ballots today, guys. Woo! Who are you voting for? That guy. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know, probably Bret Hart. Uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, well, is this, like, because the Slammys only happened for a couple years, right? Uh, they they kind of off and on. They still happen. Oh, uh, really? They'll, they'll do, like, a two-year break, and then they'll do one, and then 
I think this was around the time that they started making them like an award show during Raw. Yeah. Or they had their own uh, okay. little special presentation or something. Cause... Yeah. So it's kind of whenever they're feeling up to it. Yeah, I believe yeah. I looked it up. I didn't write it down, but I think there was like 15 categories for the 96 Slammy Awards because they were going to do a special Raw, basically, at the end. Like, it makes sense for them to do it like as a, as like a Christmas special. Yeah. Because they can film this like random episode it's also it's almost kind of like your like a your yearly like you know they didn't do it yearly but on sitcoms you'd have your like clip show episode and it's like oh well this is your like clip show but doing it once a year for wrestling makes a lot of sense yep we then go to our third match the undertaker (gasps) with paul bearer versus brett the hitman heart for the wwf championship I mean, this is why we're here, guys. Uh, Getting that rematch from Royal Rumble. Uh Uh-huh. Heavyweight championship on Raw. We gotta cover it. And I mean, it's kind of something we don't get nowadays, so it's kind of nice to remember when they used to defend the belt on Raw. I mean, you know. The strap, the title, the... Championship. Championship. (laughs) What other words don't I not say? Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm trying uh, to think of the last time I could think of it happening on, like... WWF, but I I'm, could have happened last week for all I know. I'm not that plugged Definitely in. not, because Roman Reigns doesn't do TV. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, uh, CM Punk and John Moxley, too. <laughs> that just happened. So, we do see footage from that Royal Rumble match where Diesel interfered to stop it. And Vince says Brett wanted this match to prove that he could win. So, the two men are trading strikes to begin when Taker takes control after he sends the hitman into a turnbuckle and starts to choking. A turnbuckle smash, more choking by the dead man, when Big Daddy Cool would make his way down to join commentary. Oh, somebody, somebody get this guy out of here. He's volatile. Is this the first Undertaker since he's... I guess, yeah, Brett just took his mask off in took the, the last mask match. Off at the so Royal now he's Rumble. just not wearing it. Because yeah. that was a, a weird couple of matches. It's just a funny look. <laughs> Undertaker goes for old school, only to be yanked down by Hart, allowing him to start working the knee of Taker with an elbow drop and dropping down to the floor to wrap it around the ring post. I mean, it's the name of the game. When the hitman rolls back in, he is met by several uppercuts and an elbow drop as we go to commercial. We come back to the dead man delivering a back suplex, dumping Hart out to the floor where he keeps up the punishment by smashing Brett into a guardrail. Back in the ring, The Undertaker climbs to the top for old school, before hitting a leaping clothesline and goes for the tombstone. But the hitman's feet hit the referee, knocking him out. Oh, snap. Ref bump. Hart then wiggles his way free to send Taker into a turnbuckle, before rolling him up. But the ref is still out. The dead man nails a clothesline. What a maneuver! But he misses an elbow drop, allowing Brett to take control by going to work on the leg again. You gotta slam it into that post. A few more times. Diesel then leaves the broadcast booth to send the hitman into the ring post as well. Oh, that guy. Why? And Undertaker recovers to attack the Big Daddy Cool out on the floor as well, ramming him into the ring steps before going back to Hart. But Diesel comes back with a chair... Whacking Taker across the back. Uh-huh. It's also nice to see, uh, you know, Undertaker a little less strong. Sometimes it's like, we get it, man. A but more maybe, human. maybe sell something. But I mean, we're complaining about the Undertaker. I shouldn't do that. We've got Hogan probably in the next episode. Yeah. We'll have other stuff to complain about <laughs> Taker down the line. Yeah. Big Daddy Cool then rolls the dead man into the ring where he hits a pair of power bombs before leaving the ring and heading to the back as we go to commercial. Those were some, like, sloppy jackknives. I mean, they're two big boys. Yep. Uh, it's uh, hard to get up. It's, it's like, not the same as popping, popping up, Brett go. up or, uh, you know, where really anybody else on the card outside of, or on the roster outside of Vader at this point. But Undertaker sells those jackknives mm-hmm. uh, really well. Oh, yeah. As he should. We come back to footage from the break where Brett would begin to brawl with Diesel before officials would break it up. 
And McMahon tells us the match was declared a draw. We then go to Billionaire Ted having a press conference. Uh Uh-oh. He admits his wrestling company has lost millions of dollars, but he has been having fun. And Ted doesn't care about his shareholders, and his motivation is power and money. As most CEOs' motivation is. Yeah. Millionaires. Or, sorry, billionaires. We basically get good buys at this point as well, because it fades out, but... All of a sudden, there's a newspaper ad. Yes, this is very funny. With narration from McMahon. This was a newspaper ad that WWF wanted to place in the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. Oh, they were serious about this? Yeah. What a a petty son of a bitch. Yep. McMahon says that it was rejected, but a modified version would be printed this, like, that week. They tried to get it in the previous week's New York Times, blah, blah, blah. Now it's going to be in this next week's. Then the ad says, Attention stockholders. Has Ted Turner lost $40 million of your money in his personal vendetta against the WWF? Where are those losses reported in the financial statements? And this is where you are reminded, and it makes so much sense, that uh, Vince McMahon and Donald Trump are such good friends. Because Vince McMahon... And Donald Trump are essentially the same guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, they're not. They're not too different from each other. Nope. Uh, except for you know Vince McMahon wasn't. One has hair. Yeah. One. One wasn't crazy. One's in the Hall of Fame and one is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince McMahon wasn't silly enough to try to get into to get into politics. Oh. Yeah. Attention, stockholders, <laughs> was really- something that the New York Times could have posted earlier this year. Has Vince McMahon lost? However many million dollars of your money and personal <laughs> personal, personal payoff payoffs yeah. for women that he paid off. So I ask yeah. you, gentlemen, Ouch. <laughs> what are your overall thoughts of Monday Night Raw? Uh, super solid show. Oh yeah, this is a great one. Aside from some Hakushi sadness, or yeah. learning the Hakushi sadness... I, it's it's a good episode. There's it's, lots of storytelling and building up for the next big event, which you know they're on their their way to WrestleMania. A tease for uh, some incoming talent, and you can bitch like you can't. You it's basically illegal to bitch about the last match, the heavy title match. Ending in a DQ. It's like, yeah, we all knew that was going to happen. It's a little annoying because it just keeps happening. But so it's like, you can't complain about that. It was just nice for it to happen. And it, you know, continues this feud. And it was nice that Undertaker was pissed off and uh, attacked Big Daddy Cool. But it was even nicer that Big Daddy Cool got to jackknife the Undertaker, you know, going into a cage match with Brett where it just makes him look even stronger as if he isn't already seven feet tall. And then you had the. The joy of Brett actually getting to throw some some punches in there too for you know Big Daddy Cool coming down there and interrupting his match again. Send him home happy. I literally wrote, "What more can you ask for in forty five minutes?" For forty five minutes in this in this era of television. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I could get a show this solid today of on any from any wrestling pr- promotion, I'd be pretty stoked. Just like forty five minutes of. Yeah, solid television matches. Yeah, beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right, fuck you. I think it's time we smark it up. So, what are some of the best moments of this show? Let's see. Man, I always love me some billionaire Ted skits. Yeah, they're. I feel like that they're not as funny as they were. But uh, it's still we, fun to see because they're so, not going to last forever. So the original ones that, or the last time we saw them, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if I mentioned, but USA basically told them to tone, tone it, down. it down. Yeah, that makes and sense. And so they went to more of these, which were a tamed down version, basically of what they were going for. Yeah, still super petty, but yeah. best moments, obviously the. Uh... The faceless, nameless little vignette that we saw leading the way for one future 
yeah, Hall of Famer. Something they used to do so well, where it's like, what, like, what is this? This is intriguing and interesting. I know. Remember, like, who's this guy? Yeah. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Who's coming in? Did they did they ever do it any better than Million Dollar Man and and Mr. Perfect though? Because those are kind of the best ones. I mean, those are some of the best. Well, I mean, when Dusty was coming in, I always got a kick out of his his. Uh, Vignettes I mean, that they did with him. Uh, same thing when Regal comes in. Wasn't really okay. vignettes, but it was the teases of Flair coming in. Yeah, because Heenan's holding the belt. Like you, as soon as you see the belt, you know who's coming. Yeah, but they don't. They can't That's say his name. Yeah. Yep. I guess they used to just do this really well. Yeah, yeah. in general, and just they in general, to... it's like we just named like seven. I mean, <laughs> when when William Regal or Stephen Regal, when when he first makes his way in, or I don't remember if it's when he first does, or if it's on a return that he has, but when he becomes the uh, the man's man, that was a return. Yeah, that those just cracked me up because really? they were like the Mister Perfect ones done, but they were like Mister Perfect and Dusty Rhodes combined together. So it was like, oh, okay, I'm. Um, yeah, he's William Regal or Stephen Regal, you know. This he's a man. Yeah, and then he's, he's coming a in man's to man. plunge your toilet. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that sounds almost like inspiration for like an old spice. <laughs> yes, Yokozuna face turn, guys. Yeah, I was gonna like, say he, his he, beat down on Cornette was nice. He's been a bit of a stale character, which yeah. it doesn't help that he's you know six hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, what was it ninety two that he last was like top of the card? Was that? WrestleMania. That was uh, 93. Nine. 93 was WrestleMania 9. Yeah, so that's he made. 94 he main evented as well with Brad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had 93, 94 were, were good years for him, and then he kind of left to lose weight, gain weight. Mostly gain. Mostly gain, yeah. <laughs> And then came yeah, back. Yeah, every to time he every time wrestling. he went to Bat Camp, he like brought more Snickers. In his every time he went to Bat Camp, he definitely <laughs> yeah, got fat. Yeah. The monsoon promo. It was good. Was good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, it was interesting to hear about the Roddy Roddy Piper because yeah, yeah I, I was like Shane. I'd totally forgotten about this because he didn't stick around for very long. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to. Have, it's always fun to it's have Piper. Piper. Yeah, I popped just because. It's, it's Roddy Piper. Exactly. It's still one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Him and Brett. Anything else? Well, I mean, obviously, I think every performer did a good job because all three of these matches are They're solid television solid matches. matches. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it to Hakushi just uh, because, you know, pouring one out for the boy. Anything disappointing on this show? I don't love that they put that little newspaper ad thing at the very end. And that, <laughs> yeah. That's just... I just was like, it kind of, I was kind of like slack jawed. My jaw just kind of dropped. I was like, Jesus, man, what the fuck? You, you little wiener. Also the fact that like, like, cause we all know whenever they moved everything from the network to Peacock, that like they edited stuff that like, that wasn't one of the things that they were just kind of like, eh, we should probably have a time yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, there's so much content. Uh, like I mean, it, so much. I'm glad they didn't because yeah. as somebody who was watching it week to week back then, that was something that had never been done really. You know, you had ECW that's been calling out to WCW and WWF. You had WW or WCW that's made reference to New York and WWF, but WWF had never really been one that cross that line to mention their competition. Yeah. So that that was just something that I mean, was they don't totally off the wall. Call out WCW. No. They call no, out Ted, Ted Turner. Turner. Yes. Yep. And then of course uh, the parodies of Mean Hogan Gene and Hogan and Scheme Gene and uh, and Macho Man. Call the hotline, brother. Old Nacho Man. Anything else disappointing? Uh, I mean, mean, goodbye, Hakushi. That's yeah. 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 That's really it. it. I mean, it's a good show. It's like I said, it's illegal to complain about a DQ and a on a TV title match. Yeah, you know, definitely. So, about best performer of the night, I'm okay agreeing with you going with Hakushi because (laughs) Hakushi one two three is is the best match. It is the best match. uh, But and then Hakushi. he doesn't half-ass it on his last match. He might mm-hmm. not have known it was his last match, but either way, he didn't... Yeah. He's uh, one of the most solid hands from what we've seen. Yeah. I've never had a complaint about a Dakushi match. No. 
if anything, I'm always like pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh yeah, he can we he, see more of this guy. Yeah, he's exactly. gay. He's probably gonna lose, but he's gonna look really good doing it. Yep, Kushi it is. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't think of anybody else. Most surprising. I mean, it's obviously the mankind promo. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't. Without I wasn't expecting it, it. Being, you know, without knowing it's being kind, yeah. you know. And is that the reason that we watched this one? No. Nah. The... Well, there's a combo probably. This was a highly rated episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah, as, as I was watching it, I was waiting match. for like a title change or something like that at first, and then Mankind popped up on the screen. I was like, all right, well, maybe this is our reason, because this is his I first mean, glimpse. Honestly, there's a, it, a bunch is a, of good This reasons. is a solid show. Yeah, I mean, like, three solid matches, yeah. tons of storylines advance, and Yoko, Vader, the Mankind promo. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we the, continue, the, the, continue the Undertaker and Diesel. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's a hot show. It's a, it has a little bit of everything, and it's like we said, it's a solid episode of Raw. Yep. This is yeah. This is what TV, like American television wrestling, should be. Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Oh, fuck! So this week the category is the numbers game. The numbers game. So we got five points for a correct answer. Three points if we go to multiple choice. Okay. So the answer is not a number. Heard. It'll be a name of a wrestler. Okay. So the question is, which wrestler did we see wrestle the most times in 93 and 94? Actual matches or just appear on TV? Actual matches. Yeah, yeah. stuff that we covered. <laughs> yeah. They have to be in the first match, this person bell versus bell. this person. Doing the math. I don't think I'm going to throw out a wild guess. Just so, Shane, you got one. The floor is yours. I'm willing to take it too. Multiple choice. 93 and 94. My assumption is... It's one of four people. They know that it's not. Well, it's definitely one of four people. But uh, <laughs> it's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's uh, really yeah. all I got. I'll go for multiple choice. Why not? All okay, right. we're gonna go to multiple choice. We'll just buzz Your in. options are, and yes, buzz in. So we got Bret Hart, Dustin Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, or Sting. Eh. Shame. I'll just go with who was originally in my brain was Brett. Incorrect. Cat. I'm going to go Sting. Incorrect. Ooh. Was it a Dustin year? It was a Dustin year. Wow. I was wondering. Damn. Just all over WCW pre-Gold yeah. Dust? Yeah. Damn. Because, I mean, he yeah, that was, his... that was, the, was that when he had one million matches with Bunkhouse Buck? Well, the, the whole, the whole <laughs> Bunkhouse. And then he tagged a lot. Brigade. Yeah. Bonus question for two points. Price is right rules. How, How many, many times, times did we see him wrestle? Alright, I got a number. 93 to 94. All of both years, correct? Yep. Okay, we'll go for... Okay. Alright, show me those numbers. Michael goes with 24. Shane goes with 10. Since it was Price is right rules, Shane gets the points. <sighs> What's the number? The number was... 18. Damn, yeah. my first thought was 16, and then so I, I was went to 24. Go for 14. I was Damn. like, wait, I don't remember how many shows they yeah. had. My f- first thought was 16, but I was like, but it's two years, so maybe it's more. But yeah, you know. cool, cool. Another bonus question. Oh, okay. oh, wow. I was wondering why you were handing me a pin. For one point each, name the rest of the top five in matches we've seen. Oh, my God. And you'll get a point for each of those people that you get. So obviously Dustin was one. I want two through. We're writing down four other names or five other names? We can do five. Okay. Because there's technically 12 people that were in the top five. Oh, shit. Or 11 people. I mean, 12 with Dustin. But don't. Dustin's not one of your answers that you can give. Okay. Why not? Michael's going to write them so small that he's going to have to read them too. Oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Shane, what names do you have? I have Razor Ramon, 
Chris Benoit. Two Cold Scorpio. Oh, I forgot about ECW. I'm an idiot. Arn and Bunkhouse Buck. <sighs> Bunkhouse is a good pull. You got two points. Okay. Do I only get them if I get more than he does? No. Okay, you, cool. You, you both get points for whatever you get. All right. Michael, who'd you get? Sting. Brett. Vader. Arn. I went with Hogan. I can't believe I forgot about ECW. That was so stupid. I could have picked... It should have just been all ECW, guys. We watched so much ECW. And Michael picks up three points. Oh, wow. So, the rest of the top five. Flair. Austin. Oh, I can't believe I put Hogan over Sting. Scorpio. Bret Hart. Brian Nobbs. So, I almost went the nasty route. Cactus Jack. Uh, no, I'm... Jerry Sags. Razor. Terry Funk and Vader. Okay. I got to get my headspace correct with this 93 94 thing because I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like we've been in, you know, we just started 96. I got 95 on the brain. 93 94, that's, uh, you know, Cactus Jack was still having matches uh, with Vader and Sting in WCW. Yep. Seems so far away. Next week, Super Brawl 6. They made it to 6. Wow. I did make it to six. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Are we ready to brawl? You never know. Superly, even. At least six times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I never remember if Super Brawl or which one is the one that typically has a gimmick on it. All it's, of them. It's have WCW. Been. There's usually a good gimmick point. in each one. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Music from this week's show is the Raw theme by Jim Johnston and Bret Hart our main event or at least he didn't lose yeah truth so we'll play his theme music heart attack by jim johnston as well he retained the belt that was almost a drink that we had but i went the bulldog route i'm (laughs) sure we might have a few more changes with that heart attack (laughs) you want to bring it but if you like this episode or any of our other ones please go out there rate and review us on itunes stitcher google play or wherever you find your podcasts at do as michael says five stars or no stars that's right and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, recipes, drink ideas, or you just want to, you know, talk, tell us, <laughs> tell us what's going on in your world. What are you watching? What match do you think we should watch? Have you watched anything that we've covered? What was your favorite? If you're selling cool stuff and you want to, you know, want us to retweet it, let yeah. us know that you're doing that. You got the hookup on snacks from Philly. I'm sure I'm going to need some. I think so. you pilfered that with that thing. That uh, you've yeah. scorched the earth there, Shane. But hey, we don't know. We're not we're not Philians. <laughs> That's right. But you can do that at our email at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week. Laters.